The Free to Be Show is sponsored by Replenish Me Membership. Show up powerfully. This hybrid online community offers monthly webinars, meetups, and coaching sessions so that you have access to Replenish online. Whether you are seeking something as an individual to relieve your stress or as an organization, a way to resolve team issues and recharge your staff, Replenish Me membership offers it all. Empower yourself today. To find out more about Replenish Me membership, go to bit.ly Replenish Me membership. And now for the free to be show. Sorry. Okay, serious. We've already started. No, I'm going to not take this out of the recording. (laughs) So, um, welcome to the Free to Be Show. And as you know, we've already, you know, had a spoiler alert. There's a coming out story here too. Um, I want to. um, It's really my pleasure to introduce you tonight to a couple that I met recently, and we've already done some collaborative work in a summit, um, the Amplify DEI. And that's actually how we met. We were drawn to each other's work in that way. Um, But this is the opportunity for them to actually share with the world what they do. I'm not one to really read bios, but I'm gonna read what they put on the form. So both Mira and Peter, um, they went on a journey of curiosity to explore the mind and what it means to be okay from the psychological perspective. And they, they're both coming from leadership roles in the past, which is part of the coming out story we, we were alluding to earlier, um, and what it takes to show up creatively to be an authentic leader. So, you know, without reading too much else, let's just talk to them and, and I'm going to welcome you to the Free to Be show. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So what's the rest of the story? What's the whole? So just so you guys know, viewers and listeners, Peter, when I met him, he looked a lot older, right? (laughs) He had like a beard that had gray in it. And so then when they showed up this morning, I was like, does Peter know that mirrors with someone else? (laughs) (laughs) So what's that about? What, What happened to your face? Yeah, I guess, I guess I went through a personal transformation and, and, you know, no surprise having a wife and business partner is also a coach. She was kind of like, well, you know, you've, you're closing a chapter in your life. Why don't you remove the beard in celebration? So I was like, okay, I'll do that. But it was such a shock to see what was underneath that honestly, I, I didn't recognize. And I'm like, yeah, I look like, you know, my father, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. It's just that I didn't actually... I forgot what I looked like underneath. And yeah. isn't that interesting, right? Yeah. When we go through that personal transformation, it's really that way, except mm-hmm. for it's a feeling that we have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Mira, share your your story of uh, <laughs> what did you have to free yourself of? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think th- that was coming out in layers. I had to free myself of the ideas of who I should be in order to and be comfortable with who I am and then do it anyway. And um, I think 
I think I even mentioned it a few times in talking to, to clients and friends that, you know, I, I would say being authentic saved my life. Uh, it's, I, I've been through a transition period of my, my life some years ago and uh, trying to be somebody else in order to fit in, trying to be somebody else in order to be uh, a good leader, seized competency as, as confident, seen as, as somebody who can do their job. I thought I had to be somebody else and was, and it wasn't healthy for me at all. It really took toll on, on my, um, my, my emotions. Uh, my stress levels were really high. I, I was even drinking too much at the time in order to uh, change the way I feel in order to, it was kind of like self-medication. Yeah. And then, um, and then my journey of letting go and change was was really actually coming becoming myself more of that, and and this is what we teach now as well. Isn't it? It's so funny, you know. I'm listening to you, and like it's the normal process of self medicating or numbing mm. or ignoring, right? But mm. you also bring up a lot of vocabulary words that people just kind of throw around. Mm. So let's let's uh, define some of these terms, okay? Mm-hmm. So authentic what does that mean like really let's let's work on that word Mm. for me it's being comfortable I mean we are all uh, individual beings all of us we're all different we are all having different perspective of life having different understanding of life Uh, and and it's just really being comfortable being yourself and and this is what you should so I often you know if somebody would ask me who are you when you're authentic my best answer would be the best that I can be and this is when I can connect with people this is when I can this is when I you know act from a space of light, love and compassion this is when I uh, you know, I just enjoy life more, you know, so it's not like a specific person, but it's really that kind of space of being more. Okay, Peter. Yeah, I love that. I love that definition. So Mm -hmm. would you like to add to that definition at all? Or you have a different definition? Yeah, it's pretty similar. I would say, yeah, it's just being comfortable, warts and all who you really are. Mm. Uh, and when people say that, yeah, when you, when you hear it, you know, and listen to other people's words, it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, but honestly, it's just every time that I'm more comfortable just showing up in my own skin, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. the more I'm not trying to be anything else other than myself, guess what? The more impact I have, the more power you give yourself to do good things. And to be fair, the more compassionate you can be, because how can you show up? And I mean, in the context of being a leader how can you show up and be of service and look after people if you're trying to be someone else it's just not possible right or at least that's been our experience that so, is a lot of work yeah. it just sounds it overwhelming. Is. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like i gotta be this person and then i have yeah. to lead and serve all these people yeah that's that's a lot you know you you mentioned mira another word uh mm-hmm. confidence this is one mm. that women strive for right 
Um, mm. I actually have a women's confidence sanctuary that, you know, is starting in 2021. So um, what does that word mean? Oh, it means a lot and it often means nothing. <laughs> it's, right? It's, yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, I think that striving to be somebody else often needs lots of external, you know, validation and confidence and all of that. But what I realized was that the more comfortable I am, the less I think that I need confidence in order to do something. I just do it. So it's okay. Uh, can you just repeat that again? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the more I comfortable being myself, the less confidence from the outside I need. The less you know, good clothes I need. The less specific behavior I need. The less of uh, you know, good feelings I need, uh, and in in order to do something, and and it comes. I think it comes with vulnerability again it's another word that it's interesting isn't it <laughs> yeah um comfortable being vulnerable uh it's what i think confidence is um uh, and yeah it's just it's just sometimes it's really hard to describe these things because they they you kind of just know how it feels yeah and it's it's super abstract, but that was yeah, the yeah. best definition ever, and I totally resonate with that. You want to add to that, Peter, or what? What are your thoughts on vulnerability? You mean or confidence? Confidence is the word we're on now. Okay, confidence. Yeah, I mean it. It, it connects. It segues into authenticity again, and yeah, it's just being yourself. That's it, because people, you know, I used to think, oh, God, you know, telling myself and telling me you must be confident, right? But guess how that worked out not very well, because <laughs> I felt so much pressure, right, to yes. to be something that I, I at, the, at that moment, for example, I just didn't have the experience, and I'm thinking of something in the past, right? But, yeah, to be confident, again, is just, I know I keep laboring the point, but it's just being more comfortable being yourself. And actually, the more you... Are comfortable with you whoever that is and I know that if I'm honest it took me way into my 30s to realize who that person was because yeah. I had so many different layers or I was wearing a deflector shield for example when I went into a work context but, you know, <laughs> that is but, so great right don't we do yeah. that though that's yeah yeah so the real me no one could get access to that until I realized that that's not where it was right and it was innocent and I dare say everyone does that but I guess the realization for me, as soon as I started to be more comfortable just showing people my humanity, yeah. that's when I had massive shifts in both my personal life and also when I showed up in work or business. So, yeah. so okay, now we are going to do the word vulnerability. We're going to start with Peter this time. And I think we should rope in the how you guys met because I feel that that speaks to the human story that you were kind of mentioning just now mm -hmm. so vulnerability yeah I mean just being able to show up and feel the full spectrum of any emotion we have humanly. <laughs> it, it, it's a tough ask you know because sometimes you feel you can do it and there's no effort required and other days 
you know it's like and yeah. i've been there. yeah it, it feels like oh my god i just want to close the curtains again and <laughs> you know and and to be fair for me that word carries a, or it used to carry a lot of weight so someone yes. someone's mentioned vulnerability i get really like itchy and nervous and oh you know but now i get more excited and then dare I say more curious mm. because it's just again showing up and just being okay with whatever happens and just to be clear for people listening, whatever happens, we can actually deal with it, believe it or not, contrary to popular belief. And it, because from a psychological perspective, thoughts and feelings, we can't really be hurt by what happens. We can in the physical world, of course, and things can happen. But how many times have we thought about a future event only for it to pass and be like, hmm, that was a lot of thinking and nothing really happened how, it, how I you know, imagined it to happen. Right. And yeah, that's not to say that things can go wrong because they do, right? For everyone, that's life. But the more you're okay with just going, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, from from my experience so far, I'm still kicking and breathing. I'm here, <laughs> so maybe you know, it's it, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And the worst that could happen is you'll probably get a download of new information, and you'll learn from. You know, we all use this word failure, right? But failure for me is just a, a lesson. You know, it's, it's what am I going to learn today? So if I mess stuff up, it's fine because you're going to learn something new and you'll probably get further forward because that's what success looks like, I guess. Mm. I love that. Mm. Mira, tell us. Vulnerability. Yeah. I wasn't very comfortable with that one a lot. A lot. Oh. You know, I wasn't comfortable because in the past it's when I was trying to be somebody else because I thought that you know I shouldn't feel those uncomfortable feelings because people that know what they're doing people who are on the ball and they you know they kind of are good good enough uh, they don't have those feelings and I was really surprised to learn that it's actually very human to feel vulnerable and <laughs> to feel I'm not good in this thing, you know, and, and to mis make mistakes and to, uh, you know, sometimes say stuff that you wish you didn't and, and, and all of that. I learned that it's okay to be human. It's okay to feel vulnerable and and it doesn't change anything. It actually brings you closer to people. So whenever, yeah. whenever we feel vulnerable and put on the shield, we put on deflector shield, like shield as Peter said. <laughs> it's, it's a really good metaphor. Yeah. This is where things go wrong. But when we feel vulnerable and are okay with what we feel, things turn out very differently. Yeah, I mean, overwhelmingly, what I'm hearing you say is um, just being freeing yourself to be yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, vulnerability means I like I automatically see myself um, rock climbing. And because mm -hmm. I actually like to rock climb. And that's where I get my most downloads, you know, and um, just that is a very uncomfortable physical situation, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I realized I'm like, I'm facing all my fears all at once. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of cutting myself. I'm afraid of being alone or dying alone, mm -hmm. right? 
but when you walk that way in your life, right? And you just face those most uncomfortable feelings and you show up anyway, but not mm. in a forceful way, in a very human way. It's like, hmm, I feel really yucky right now, but I have to be here. So mm. I'm just going to say I'm here feeling yucky, but I'm fully present, you know? Mm. And so I Absolutely. think that that brings everything that you guys shared together. Did you want to share how you met? Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, we met a long time ago. I mean, if we are married for how long? Three years, four years? Four, years. four, years. four and a half years. It doesn't uh, seem like it's such a short time. <laughs> no, but we do know each other. We do know each other for since 2009. Hmm. But it was it was very loose friendship relationship. It's, you know, but we did spend I was I was a physiotherapist at the time. And uh, Peter had surgery on his arm, and um, so he came. He came for physiotherapy. So we did, and the rehab was lasting for for a long time. And so we actually got time to get to know each other on a very non-emotional level, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, there was no. We, we were just chatting about all sorts of stuff, about music, about books, about life about experiences about you know and we yeah. kind of got friends yeah and i guess my deflector shield wasn't up at that point because yeah there because no, there was no expectations <laughs> yeah i wasn't trying to do anything it wasn't you know there was it, working it was nothing yeah because yeah, there was nothing on it so to speak so that was quite powerful but yeah then when we got to know each other outside of that context because we'd already known each other for years yeah it was quite interesting because we, we knew so much about each other. It was quite shocking. We were like, wow, that's a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but, it's an interesting yeah, story. No, I was just going to say, you know, speaking to vulnerability, that has got to have been a very powerful point to bringing you guys together because like mm. it's not often that way when you end up marrying someone, right? You, you kind of get to know them while you're married, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed yeah. to like, you know all of the things and then you get married right yeah oh well th there were things that we were discovering later i mean on, of course yeah. people are evolving <laughs> always but you know yeah, yeah, anyway yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it was it was interesting because when, when we decided to kind of get in a relationship we were in different countries uh, <laughs> peter was in germany and i was in in uae very mad first time and uh, and he was just like one day sent me a message he said what about you know us getting together and i'm like well that's interesting you know but it's impossible because you know we are in different countries and that was in july june or july in august i was in berlin visiting because i had holidays in October, he was there. We decided that I'm resigning and going to Germany with him. I resigned when he was there in October and I was in Germany for Christmas, actually just before Christmas mm -hmm. the same year. And wow. it was impossible in June. <laughs> mm. Unless it's meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we were, I mean, again, it's embellishing the story because, you know, the longer it away from it, but 
I don't really remember exactly what I'd said to Miriam in that message, but I just remember sending it and then freaking out you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. because it was, it was definitely just from wisdom, you know, there was nothing on it. And then when you get all up in your head and cognitive, I was like, Oh God, what have I done? What, what, what is she going to say to me? You know? And I, so there was a good half a day of me panicking and going, Oh, why did I do that? And then I was really then surprised again because Mira was just like, that sounds like a good idea I was going to go to or I was thinking about moving to London in the future why, why don't I come over at least anyway and we'll go from there and I was yeah. like okay <laughs> yeah it's it, it's interesting of what we think again what would happen you know I made yeah. a fool of myself or what did I just do like what was the conversation about next day you know it was really strange to then see each other on Skype there was no Zoom at the time I think see yeah. each other on Skype and actually have a really strange conversation the first time. And then, but it was, yeah, it was all that I think we actually allowed ourselves to be vulnerable and and follow that nudge of wisdom. And we had our conversations in between, but it was, like you said, it was quite loose, quite fluid. Yeah, it just wasn't like, oh, yeah. we need to communicate every so often. There was no, you could say there was no pattern to it, but whenever one of us for it'd be useful you just reached out right? mm. so yeah over the time when I was in Berlin before Mira joined me here we had had a few conversations and I forgot about that actually. yeah I mean yeah. but it's just very again friend yeah. how are you are you okay la 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 you know just that yeah. so mm. see I wanted you guys to share that story mm. to prove the point of all the vocabulary words we went through mm. right yeah. you just did it you were you were just um yourself completely mm -hmm. authentic right yep. you had the confidence right peter by mm -hmm. bringing up the idea and mira entertained that you know mm -hmm. with full vulnerability and you guys just mm -hmm. you know showed up and there you are so and now you're bringing collectively your light to the world so we'll pick that up in the next section thank you for sharing that thank you for reminding us <laughs> Replenish me. When I say that, what comes up for you? And when's the last time that you've done that? And where do you feel that in your body? Well, this is my invitation to you to explore the four steps of my Replenish Me program where women learn how to release, restructure, refresh, and rebirth. Showing up in the world, being true to yourself only choosing words that honor your values and only allowing behaviors and people in your life who do the same. Connect with me by reaching out at bit.ly forward slash replenish with love and explore replenish me. And now for tonight's show. And we're back. So um, you shared your personal story. So now how do you help people with their business relationships? How do you help leaders to show up better, more powerfully? Mm. Well, we've been talking about this before, Cordelia, right? But, uh, <laughs> and I guess our work's been kind of evolving over the last couple of years, right? Mm. And Oh, yeah, evolved, yeah. 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 <laughs> So but what's underpinned it is human-centric and hum human connection. So what I mean by that is we help leaders 
and teams and sometimes creatives and people who are in professional fields just helps them with their relationships and how they connect at a deeper level with humans and humanity. Mm. So in terms of leadership, being more of service and being human-centric in the approach and bringing compassion, but not bringing those things in as a strategy, right? Because when you right. say, oh, you have to be a certain way, that sounds really like, oh, that sounds hard work. Right, right? there's so no what, like one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, so the kind of work that we do, we show them that it's actually a lot easier. It's not simplistic, just to be clear, but it's easier if you show up in a certain way. And that's mm. what we talked about you know, before in the first segment, that it's about being vulnerable and authentic. But again, not just paying lip service to a label, right? mm. that you really do show up and you experience everything, warts and all. And that's the thing that gives you impact. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's and it's much easier than what people think. You know, once you understand how that works, once you understand how your thinking, your belief systems, your emotions, and all of that, how how you know not everything that you think is true. And once you understand how that all works, people just go, yeah, that actually makes sense to let go and yeah. relax and be vulnerable and and do stuff this way. But it's just from this misunderstanding and and probably I, I would even say dogma of how we are supposed to be behaving and what we're supposed to be doing and, you know, stuff that we learn from childhood as well. We think that things are certain way, but they're not. No, it's just reminded me as well. There was an example, you know, we, we know you, Cordelia, from the Amplified DEI Summit and someone at the summit innocently said to me and the leader, you know, isn't it really difficult to create psychological safety? And that's one thing I was talking about at the summit, right? And yeah. I said, actually, it's it's much easier than you think, as Mira said, mm. that when you realize what what high performance thing needs or what diversity really looks like, again, it's trust and creating a safe space and involving everyone and listening and stuff like this. And if you get those bits of the jigsaw, right, the rest of it's so much easier. Yeah. Mm. And it's less of an uphill struggle or friction trying to push something up a hill, you know, which we've all done in the past. I mean, me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're not teaching people to roll boulders up hills. Is that what no. you're <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look, me and my rocks. I just. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, let's say. Uh, like one of the organizations that you're working with, first of all, do you work with larger organizations or smaller organizations? What's your happy place? I guess medium would be happy place. Uh, okay. And and sometimes quite small, you know, the people that are just starting up because there is lots of, there is lots of pressure there as well. So, uh, so that would be, so th those would be the teams and, and then again, medium teams and executive teams, but typically in medium, medium, yeah. too small. Yeah. And the reason we like that is because it's still malleable, if that makes sense. Not that age has anything to bring into it, but what we've realized is it's more exciting for us, if we're honest, we're being selfish because we can have more impact helping that middle layer, you know, small to medium companies and also just co-founders who are You've got amazing ideas and but then suddenly they're running into a wall of pressure so what we try and mm -hmm. teach people or what we do with our work is actually pre-bake mental health and all the awareness and all of these things that you need to do from day one because if you don't do it you're going to be chasing your tail and what we found is innocently and i did this in my career is 
I go into, you know, growth and building things and profitability and all of these lovely business terms. And they're all required and they're all important. But I was actually not thinking about self-care or about, you know, how am I going to support these people when we go through rapid growth? Who's going to be there to look after their mental health and well-being? So it's kind of things like that, that when we work with someone, we really go deep in terms of almost like a reset in a, in a really loving way and say, look, you know, we ask them the right kind of questions and just say, look, do you realize how important these things are? And if you get this right, you'll make more money than you could ever imagine because the profits and the, you know, your technology, someone said that, didn't they? Their shiny technology in the tech company is actually the individual humans. And I love that. Mm, wow. That's it. Humans are the most important thing in any company, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. So what does self-care look like for a leader then? Mm. Yeah. Well, to start with is this, you know, authentic bit and, and being its emotions and dealing with our emotions, uh, engaging with them, seeing them, feeling them, not trying to run away from them. So that's one thing. Uh, and in order to do that, like, for example, one thing is that that's just a small thing, but it has lots of impact is for people to check in with themselves on a regular basis. Wow. Because it's very quick, you know, morning till evening, you're busy, 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 busy. And you actually don't know where you are. You, you, you were not aware of yourself in all yeah. this time. It's, and it, you know, this is where we innocently make mistakes. We alienate people, we, we, you know, we don't see what is important. We kind of run in a in a hamster wheel, <laughs> and and that checking in with yourself is is, for example, one of the small things. It's it's kind of starting point of okay, you know, how do I feel? What's going on? I'm I'm laughing because, you know, um, you're right. This actually happened to me yesterday twice. You know. And so like, yes, I have my own business, but I also kind of have my own business because I've got five kids, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, <laughs> I like totally uh, alienated one of my kids. They were like, mom, you know, I have this issue or whatever. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, you know how to deal with that, right? Mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. And so then I started to walk away and I was like, did I just say that? And I was like, so I turned around and as one of my younger kids, so I got down on my knees so I could see them in the eye. Mm. And I said, you know, do you want to tell me more about that? Mm. And so then I just took like two, three minutes and it was, it made the world of difference. Right. Mm. And then I actually did it again after dinner with an older child. Right. In this case, I'm looking up. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, well, you got this. Right. And then they're like, mom, can I have a hug? And then I was like, oh my God, I did it again. So I like yeah. turned around <laughs> and I, and so then I was like, well, you know, let's, let's talk some more. Right. So like hugs and cuddles and all the things. Okay. So I'm just using that as an analogy, obviously leaders are not going to be hugging and, you know, all that, but looking your um, staff in the eye, taking the two, three minutes to say, tell me more about that. Recognizing what you just did and like, did I just kind of not acknowledge that person? You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's so powerful. Wow. Yeah. 
That's exactly it, isn't it? That's and, exactly it. Yeah, you know, yeah. how much power is just in listening, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I think, I don't think I know this from, from our experience as well, that when you work on yourself, it enables you to show up and just how you spotted it, which is being a great parent, and you just go, okay, I got that wrong. Uh, but there's a second layer to that, isn't there? A, a layer of awareness that's, okay, I've got that wrong and there's there's nothing wrong with that because I'm human and then I'm just going to make it better by connecting with my child, right? And mm. it's exactly the same in, in the context of being a leader because what we noticed is when people are not comfortable being vulnerable, when they do make mistakes, which is all, all of us and it's innocent, it's not a problem, right? But the, the problem only happens when the person runs away from that and they mm. don't own up to that and they don't, as mm. you said, look the person in the team in the eyes and say sorry I got that wrong mm -hmm. and when you do that it's it's really transformational because okay the person might be annoyed in the moment and say yeah that wasn't cool <laughs> and it might feel a little bit uncomfortable right but later on that they're willing to then do the hard work for you because they see that you're a human being too and that's the connector that's the enabler for the whole team mm -hmm. whereas the opposite of that right is mm -hmm. and we've all done it innocently is not going there and then not addressing it at all and then hiding away from those conversations that suddenly it's a simple situation that becomes really complex mm -hmm. because then there's a hell of a lot of emotion it's like oh my god i didn't deal with this and so now i've got to make it this big conversation to get back on to you know to have a human connection mm -hmm. but yeah. for people listening i mean it's okay to make mistakes i made lots and i all you know i'll, I'll keep doing that but it's having that awareness and being okay with it and saying, sorry, <laughs> you know, I've got that wrong. Let's chat, let's connect, let's talk about it. Um, yeah, that's the power of it. Yeah, and, and even like looking back, I'm just thinking about uh, one, um, well, business relationship we are working on with just now, Peter and I. And, and it's really interesting that when, when you, you know, when people think of, you know, working on, on a, relationship in between business partners or co-founders or you know people that work together it looks to us they are in that relationship it looks like oh it's it's the other person that is the problem and it may look on the people on the outside that the other person is the problem hmm. you know but then when you really you know really so what we do you know as i kind of say it in a simple way we create the space for them to open up being vulnerable and talk to each other and what happens is that they go oh actually i was just creating this idea in my own head yeah. it's totally different and and so all these misunderstandings get cleared out and it doesn't mean that tomorrow they won't have an argument about something or disagreement about something or different opinions but they won't take it that far it will stay there they will discuss it talk about it and and that's done what's next you know yeah that's so true and and that's like the other concept of getting your team to um to be enrolled in your and your big idea right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because as you are not demonizing the other person or projecting what you're feeling inside onto somebody else or a whole team then you can just be with them and see, you know, everybody on the same um, playing field. And then your team will just show up for you. And, and you know what, I'm going to keep 
bringing it back to my kids because mm -hmm. it's just, I'm having an epiphany right now. You're <laughs> coaching me. I'm noticing this. So like, you know, everyone complains about teenagers. And what I've found is like when I do um, kind of like what I was describing yesterday, um, like I, I have a big complaint, you know, like kids don't want to do chores, right? But I woke up this morning and they had actually cleaned. I went to bed early last night. They had actually cleaned everything. And I didn't ask anybody to do anything, right? I said, I'm going mm -hmm. to bed. I have an early appointment and I want things to be easy, right? Because sometimes mm -hmm. I go in the kitchen, it's just like, oh my God, like, can you find like a clean anything? And I was just like surprised, right? But what mm -hmm. did I do different yesterday? Mm -hmm. I took just two, three minutes to connect with each one of them individually. And I saw them, right? And that was all I did. I, did, I didn't tell, I literally did not do the mom thing. I wasn't like, do this, do that, do, none mm, of that. Yeah. I was just, yeah. So it's the same thing with leadership, right? Absolutely. A lot of times we think we have to be dictators and do this, do that, you know, get, mm. we, have to, we have to get people to give us that respect. But the best way to do that, what you're saying, and what I'm seeing is to just like respect their humanity. Mm, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it's so powerful what you said. Just like, you know, it, it's not like you have to do much. It's those small things that really matter because it's connecting with someone on a granular human level. It's saying, I see you, I'm listening, I value you. And you don't even have to say that. Like you say, it's just giving the person the gift of time, whether it's your kids, whether it's your team or even colleagues. I've noticed relationships when our mm. relationships better for that. Um, mm. For example, when I've needed help and I've in a work context, when I needed help from another department, guess what happened? That they were they had my back, but not because I was lucky or I'm amazing or anything like that. All I did in the past, it made sense for me to cultivate relationships on a human level. And then no surprise, when things got really tricky, when I asked this person, they were more willing to help me out, you know? And, and that's the same for, for everything, whether it's personal or business, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, humans are humans, whether they're in business yeah, or, or at exactly, home. Yeah. You know, we, we just think it should be different or or they even can be different, but it yeah. can't. Yeah. I mean, you, you know how they say, I mean, you, you've got kids in school and, you know, how in, in school they they know when something isn't right at home because they see that something changes with kids yeah you know the behavior changes or they become unhappy or they become aggressive or they you know something changes and and so you, you can see that you know that somewhere else something isn't they don't feel okay in some situations so the same is you know we think because we are bigger and have more age you know, uh, more years in our life that, that it's different, but it's not. Yeah, yeah we're just we're just big little people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. yeah, and I think dare I say, kids have it locked down because they've not had that adult experience yet. Mm. Uh, so they they kind of get more than we think, right? Yeah, mm. and that's what we're. You know, whenever I speak to a small human, or, you know, it's my friend's kids or my nieces, or I used to work with kids when I was doing music and stuff, I would always be absolutely humbled. They would be always teaching me completely new things. You know, I was always like, wow, didn't see that. And I did. I made such an assumption that, you know, they're too young to understand that. They get everything. Oh, yeah. It's just that they, 
as we become adults, we add lots of layers of complexity that's just not required, right? <laughs> yeah, we can't see anything anymore when once yeah. we get past a certain age. But yeah, you're yeah. right. My biggest teacher right now is my mm -hmm. six-year-old. She's mm -hmm. like so wise. Like she, um, in class yesterday, her teacher was telling me, she's like, you know, she has this confidence. Like she doesn't know what she doesn't know. And when she finds out she doesn't know it, she's like, okay, that's cool. Now I know it, right? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. <laughs> As opposed to us, like, we're just like, well, I knew that I knew that, right? We have to put some kind of like show on it. It's like, okay, dude, just, you didn't it's know. Chill. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, isn't that interesting? Like, I've, I've noticed that. And I, you know, before when I was working with people, I always, so in my leadership position, but also when I started coaching, you know, I, I thought that I needed to have all the all the answers, so I would, you know, prepare and think too much while they were talking as well, and trying to find the answers. Before. And not hear them. <laughs> oh, absolutely, I wasn't there. And and when I started, it was at, at, at the beginning, it was uncomfortable. Uh, saying, you know, somebody asked you something, and then I go and I sit down with and said, I don't know but let's let's see what comes up let's talk about it let's see what comes up and always something amazing either they come out with a solution or something that crosses their mind some idea a solution or me but it wasn't and and it didn't make me a bad leader because it wasn't my solution right it was that that right there repeat that <laughs> <laughs> but see that's interesting when you don't have nothing on it yeah. when you're yes. allowing the space for something uh to come up you'll get it but allowing the space means being okay with not knowing yes and that's that takes you know being comfortable with that and that's you know vulnerability confidence uh being confident and, and going back to that word confident i think the only confidence that i've got and the only confidence that i need is the confidence that i myself will have the answer when i need it yes. it's like this creativity in us the, the wisdom in us that is constantly working all you need to do is let it come out. Listen to it. Yes. Wow. That's golden. Whew. Okay. Let's stop. This is a <laughs> lot of things, you know, for, I just really appreciate you, you know, sharing your, your wisdom with us today. And I mean, this has really been a super powerful conversation. Um, I'm going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're, you know, if you could just, just pull out the one golden nugget. <laughs> if that's possible. And uh, yeah, so we'll be right back. Thank you. Beginning this December, I want to offer you an opportunity to be part of something bigger and to celebrate love again, replenish and give back. With every copy of my book, Detached Love, I give back to a local nonprofit organization. This book is, it's more than just another book. It's a new approach to life. It allows you 
to replenish and love and detachment. Get your copy today at bit.ly Detached Love. So now we're back and they've prepared this grand golden nugget. Yeah, they haven't. <laughs> so open your mouth and let's see what comes out. Well, I, I think from our whole conversation, I think one of the, the most impactful things we can do, we just mentioned it before, it was just to listen. And, and when we say listen, because it can seem like a pain in the neck anyway, just to even do that, like, what does that mean? It, it's not like you have to do any steps as such, but it's listening and having a clear mind and not having a pre-baked thing to say in that conversation. Because the more you just show up and really just tune into that other person, the deeper connection you have and you both have access to wisdom mm. because I don't know about you if I'm thinking already I'm not really listening to anything so I'm actually blocking all of that good stuff that could come out in the mix of having a connected conversation mm. Right? Mm. Yeah. yeah I think our conversation just now was a little bit like that wasn't it <laughs> we were we were tuned in we were listening to each other and being present to whatever was going on uh, at that moment and that's it i mean it looks simple isn't it but you know that's why it's tricky because it really is that simple but obviously with all of the adult thoughts and feelings that we explored in this episode that that's it it all gets in the way so it makes it seem like it's a trickier thing than it is right mm. but i mean you can get better you, I mean, I had to get better. I mean, remember that example? We were being trained in a certification many years ago. And I was, my ego, deflector shield was up, you know, I'm, wow. I'm really good and all of this. And it was innocent. I wasn't like thinking about it. But the, the mentor at the time, he's like, so you're a good listener. Okay. And he, he showed the exercise for the group. And I was really humbled because even though I'm a musician, an audio engineer, I can make sound and listen to it in a scientific way but I wasn't listening with nothing on it. I was always wow. trying to be a smart ass, you know, have no reply. <laughs> you know, I must have something clever to say and all of that. Yeah. And that really did change my life, if I'm honest. And it took a bit of courage, as Mira said before, because to, to show up and not know, it feels uncomfortable. It really does. But that's, that's where growth is, right? Yeah, and it becomes comfortable yeah. over the time, isn't it? It's, it's not always the same. No. You... You get confident that you will know what to say if you just listen. That's and, and Mira, you are just, you are so like, oh my goodness. I need to carry you around with me. <laughs> Please repeat that again. You will, you will develop the confidence to know if that you, you just will listen. know what to say if you just listen and yeah. and sometimes it's you know listening to another person and sometimes it's listening to yourself mm -hmm. yeah wow mm -hmm. so good so very good Oof. thank you so much i love you too <laughs> thank you thank can you. we just all do a show together all the time <laughs> yeah we, why not? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it <laughs> I love this. I love this. So thank you so much um, for Very being welcome. here today. Thank and, you. And, um, you know, uh, for my viewers and listeners, uh, Mira and Peter have their own podcast, The Mind Takeaway. Very nice. You, you really enjoy those conversations. And um, 
And then of course their leadership coaches. So I'll put all their links for you to connect with them um, with this video and with the podcast link. And, um, and if you've enjoyed, definitely you've benefited. Share this with another heart. Share this with another soul because sharing is loving. And free yourself to listen to yourself so you can show up more powerfully. Thank you and good night. Bye. Bye.